Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, we're back and we're going to go right to the phones. And joining us from Tightline Outdoors, one of their uh, premier guides, Matt Ensley. You also saw him appear at the International Sportsman's Exposition at the Tank. Very accomplished angler, and he fishes a lot of the same waters that you do. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Terry. It's what a beautiful day. That's gorgeous. It's, uh, I, I heard your comments about the lakes opening up uh, early. I think that's probably the case, and the fishing's uh, been excellent through the ice. And we'll just continue into the open water season as we move forward. I know. I know you want to talk about uh, the ice conditions, especially at altitude. But what are you seeing out on the front range? You seeing open water slot starting to appear? Or is it getting close? Yeah, we. You know, the the ice conditions the last few years uh, have been uh, somewhat iffy. You just have to uh, pay attention, look at the areas, and check the ice as you go because there's open water spots or weak spots as you move out to the main basin of the lakes. Uh, and, you know, as long as you got a spud bar and check it periodically by drilling a hole, you know, ice depths range from four inches to eight inches, depending on the lake and the location that you're trying to go to. And some of the smaller lakes are actually open already, I think. Yep. North of town, that's going to be the case. Uh, you know, the north west part of the, the state is going to heat up the, the quickest and those smaller bodies of water will open wide out well wide open. i'll tell you i went to i like to take sometimes a quick ice fishing jaunt from my house and you know instead of driving up in the mountains a lot of times i used to run over to lawn Hagler or some of those lakes so last week i thought well, i'm going to drive by lawn Hagler just to see if there might be safe ice but when i saw a boat trailer in the parking lot i figured i wasn't going to find safe ice so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Time for the casting techniques. <laughs> yeah, it really was. But you also wanted to talk. There is some great ice up in the mountains, too. What's going on? Take us through some of the bites. Yeah, our trout bite uh, throughout the uh, last year and right into the ice season has been phenomenal. Uh, jigging patterns using uh, mini tubes. A Berkeley, you mentioned a Berkeley product, but Berkeley, uh, Berkeley Power Bait, the atomic tube, has a little tail on it. Uh, I'm a big proponent, as you are, on the uh, Berkeley Power Bait products. And trout have the highest sense of smell and taste of any freshwater fish. So it draws them to the lure and the bait. And you jig those little power tubes up and down. We're catching, you know, fish up to four and five pounds. Any particular bodies of water you're doing that on? Yeah, uh, Intero and 11 Mile. Uh, Mostly Intero, where most of our trips are going right now. And it's a shallower lake. We're catching these fish in four to six feet of water, uh, just locating, you know, holes and spots where the grass is, uh, uh, you know, re- receded quite a bit and uh, drawing them in by a jigging pattern straight up and down. You know, you before, can... be- before you go on, I, I want to, you said in shallow water, now, not that rainbows and browns can't be deeper at times. I mean, you can catch them down 20, 30, even 40 feet or whatever. Most people, though, fish too deep when they're chasing, especially rainbows, uh, they they tend to be a lot shallower, I think, than most people think, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, last year at Spinney, most of our trips, uh, most of the fish we caught were in less than 10 feet of water. Sometimes in a foot or two, you could physically see the fish attack the lure or the bait. 
So, yeah. yes, they stay shallow. The aggressive fish are always shallow. The deeper you go, they sus- they'll suspend, and they're less aggressive. They're just sitting out there digesting their meals. So what else are you seeing out there? Um, on, on the front range itself, you know, you, you be careful because the ice conditions, as you, as you just mentioned, are changing. But places like Cherry Creek, there's a good bite out there for the walleye and catching some nice crappie through the ice. That's one of my favorite things to do is fish for the crappie. Um, vertical jigging, um, you know, blade baits, uh, jigging wraps, all the normal ice baits that you would normally use for the walleye. And on the crappie, I like to use a double small tube or a small ice jig tipped with a wax worm. That, uh, you drop it down to the bottom and slowly move it up, pausing it occasionally in, uh, to attract the strike. And that'll get the crappie. Uh, Aurora had uh, some ice, but there's also uh, some dangerous uh, areas out there. So, again, be careful. But uh, walleye and perch, and they've got an excellent perch population at Aurora right now. Um, it's it's just phenomenal, 12, 14-inch perch. That's what I had I had heard that, you know, the perch tend to cycle. And when they early years of that reservoir, catching a lot of big perch was pretty common. And then we got a ton of small ones, and they seemed almost stunted. But I've heard they're cycling back, and it's not uncommon to get a limit of really nice perch if you want. Absolutely. Numerous times we've left there with uh, 20 perch that are between that 12 and 14-inch uh, size limit and boy do and they, they taste good be... i'm sorry i, I said and boy do they taste good oh they're delicious i, I like a better walleye we've had that conversation yeah we have. i'm sorry i interrupted you go ahead now, uh, as the water opens up as you were describing earlier it's probably going to open uh, on the warmest part of the lake which will be the northwest side and if there's a dam on that corner look for the rocks and area that'll heat up first and that open water will uh, immediately have uh, both perch and walleye, uh, pre-spawn fish that are full of eggs there. And an excellent technique in those areas would be late evening, early morning, jerk baits, um, that kind of uh, presentation. Um, a little later on when we have open water and the boats are allowed on, we'll be trolling with uh, minnow baits uh, for those same fish. So that's um, the walleye probably be the first fish in open water, as well as trout. As you mentioned, there's a lot of trout stocked in these reservoirs. So you can use those same techniques, a little tube bait or any kind of uh, spoon. Castmasters are excellent lure. It's been around a long time, but it has an erratic action and uh, it produces trout uh, quite well. Another lake that tends to maintain some pretty good ice usually and has a mix of trout and pike is Terriol. I know you guys fish terriol quite a bit. Do you have any reports from there? Uh, we don't. We're not uh, actually fishing terriol through the ice. Now, uh, in open water, we do migrate back there, and a lot of our pike trips are there. So we use a lot of uh, big baits as well as uh, uh, dead stick baits that you rig up for pike fishing um, and uh, drop them straight down and wait for the bite. Yep. So anything else going on? What are you seeing out there? Well, um, the uh, Jackson Lake coming up is our next uh, ice addiction tournament, and there's been a lot of fish coming out of Jackson Lake, both walleye and wipers. There's a lot of wipers in Jackson Lake coming through the ice. Uh, Just be careful again when you're out there. uh, Pay attention to the depth and drill a few exploratory holes before you get too far out off the bank. But Jackson's a great lake uh, north of town, and as I said, our next ice addiction tournament 
is there on uh, February 1st, which will be here before you know it. <laughs> Just next next Saturday, right? That's right. $10,000 yeah, so cash prize, first place. So uh, if people really want to sign up, or I, I know you sold out of the last tournament, can they just go to the website or the Facebook? How do they sign up for that, Matt? Yeah, so go to Tightline Outdoors web, uh, website, tightline.com, and uh, click on the events, and Ice Addiction will pop right up. It's the first one. Uh, click on that, and it, you can go ahead and pre-register. I highly recommend you pre-register because there is a limit how many people we can put on the ice, parking conditions, so forth and so on. We had uh, over 800 people uh, just recently in our last tournament, and we're at Utah right now, Starvation Reservoir, with uh, a tournament going on there. So if you're you're pre-registered, you get preference on the holes when you check in, you get an earlier check-in. Sometimes that helps a lot of the uh, people who come and want to be first in line to get the first holes available. The holes are all pre-drilled. And uh, it's forty-five dollars to pre-register, and you got a shot at ten thousand dollars cash prize, first place, single largest fish, and we're giving away thousands of dollars in gifts and prizes on down. No, uh, it's ch- number of people chance to win something or chance. I mean, chance at ten thousand bucks is enough, but just to win some of the other prizes is phenomenal. Also. I haven't fished Jackson as much lately. I haven't been out there for a few years. I don't know if you have, but you got any secret tips maybe for anybody who's listening? Well, the same baits that we've just been talking about, uh, you know, jigging patterns, uh, live bait, waxworms, a nice jig tip with uh, a waxworm or uh, any other uh, mealworms, things like that tend to produce most of the fish. We had a, a huge number of fish come in. Uh, from our event last Saturday. And um, so the numbers of fish are being caught. It's just a question if you're going to get the largest one. And any species counts. So whatever you catch, uh, regardless of whether it's a walleye, bass. In fact, the tournament last weekend was won by bass, three-pound bass. So um, carp, all of it counts, and you can win the $10,000 if you catch the biggest fish. You know what an overlooked bait would be for a lot of these tournaments because people in Colorado don't think about it as much because you can't take them up in the mountains. But at Jackson Lake, you could have live minnows. Correct. That's why I mentioned live bait is probably your number one choice through the ice. Uh, Fish's metabolism is slow to begin with, so you want to present something that uh, attracts them. And not to say that a jigging blade bait or something of that nature won't produce, but... uh, through the ice, it's it's cold, 33-degree water on the surface, and you need to put something down there that attracts them to it. Um, I'll give a little tip for hooking a live minnow that maybe a lot of people haven't used, under a bobber especially, but could be even in a tight line. Uh, no pun intended there. But uh, if you when you're hooking a minnow and you're fishing through the ice or under a slip bobber even in open water, the tendency a lot of times you know, when people cast a, a minnow out in a jig or a hook is to hook it through the lips or the nose. Uh, when they're putting it underneath, they tend to put the hook through the back, and they put it at 90 degrees to the fish. They kind of come through one side up above and the other. Where if you would hook, put the hook in parallel to the back of the fish, come in kind of uh, right around where the dorsal fin is and go in and come back out by that, so that the hook is towards the front of the fish, and yet the fish will swim so much more naturally with that hook like that. And when he when he goes and he swims up, a little bit of weight will bring him back down, and he looks like a struggling bait fish. 
And when most predator fish try to take that minnow that seems to be struggling, they tend to try to take it for head first if they can. And when they do, it gives you almost an automatic hook set when the hook's like that right into the upper lip. I don't know if you've ever used that technique or not. Absolutely. It's an excellent uh, way to hook them. It also gives the minnow its head and allows it to swim because once you put the bait down, you're going to pull the minnow slightly off the bottom in most cases. And you want that minnow, he will continue to try and swim to the bottom, creating more action and more attraction to the predator fish. All right, we're out of time, but if people want more information, tightlineoutdoors.com and Tightline Outdoors on Facebook. Yes, sir, 720-775-7770. Thank you for joining us, my friend. Thank you, Terry. All right, you're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We are going to take a quick time out. We come back. We're going to be joined by Andy Cochran, and we're going to talk about the fishing on Blue Mesa Reservoir right here on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. We are going to go right to the phones, and um, this is the guest joined us at the International Sportsman's Exposition. Many of you got to meet him there. Talked a lot about some of the fishing out in the Blue Mesa areas, and we're I'm glad to recognize him as hopefully what will be a regular contributor to the show, Andy Cochran. Good morning, Andy. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are we today? We're doing great. You know, early in the first hour, um, we had um, Dan Brow, Brow on, and we talked about the new incentive to harvest lake trout at Blue Mesa so people can actually go out and make some money. And it starts February 1st. I can mention a little more of the details, but I thought I'd get somebody on who really knows that lake and keeps track of it. And why don't you kind of bring us up to speed on what's going on in Blue Mesa? Are you guys you getting more ice every day? What's the status there? Yeah, um, every day we're getting more ice. Everybody can see on the news how we're the coldest place in the nation. We actually were unseasonably warm this week we had two days where our highs got over 30 which is strange you had to probably um, go out in shorts i guess (laughs) yeah we were shorts and t-shirts and we were feeling good (laughs) but But yeah because of our weather we it does take that lake a long time to freeze it's so big and deep but here in the last couple weeks that ice is really starting to grow fast towards the dam and it's opening up a lot of new water for everybody which is really fun now I know it's been there's been fishable parts for quite a while, and you and I talked, and we'll get to the new ice in a minute. But even where that was frozen before, you were telling me that small lake trout and rainbows and browns have been doing pretty well. Is that right? Uh, the year has been off to a really hot start. Typically, the early ice, like in December, fish is really hot, and it kind of tapers off. But that has not been the case this year. It's been you can go out to this lake and get, 30 or 40 bites a day pretty easily when you get the right stuff put together. It's been fishing really, really good. And, of course, those are going to be mostly the smaller lake trout, the 15 to 20-inch kind of fish. Is that right? Yeah, the upper end of the lake where there's kind of a big shallow bowl for the most part kind of holds the younger pup lake trout that are up there eating bugs and crawdads and small prey kind of stuff. And then as this stuff starts to progress west, is when we start getting into the the big fish country. But it's big numbers of lake trout in that, like you said, 15 to 20-inch range, which are really good eaters and kind of what the CPW is liking for us to keep out of the lake anyway. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about about that in a minute because I want to get some technique clues from you. But as as this ice progresses towards the dam, you're probably going to – now, you don't – 
I don't care where you go. You don't see 15, 20, 20 to 40 pound fish a day, but there still are big fish in there. And as this ice progresses, does it give you better shots at some of those big fish? Yeah, there's a couple sections in between the upper basin and Elk Creek Marina in that canyon that do hold big fish, but they don't handle pressure very well. So there was a couple of like over 30 inch kind of fish caught a few weeks ago up on the upper end of the lake, but since then they've kind of moved off west. So um, they're definitely a different kind of animal than these little pups. They don't like fishing pressure near as much. They kind of feel it and move off. So now that we've got some new ice, we can start chasing those big guys around again. Well, don't you find that's true of a lot of species? You know, people will be catching numbers of smaller fish. I see this with walleyes, with lake trout, even with bass, and they'll be going, oh, well, if we just keep catching them, eventually we'll get a big one. And sometimes that does happen. But typically, big fish develop different habits. And you, you go, you, you're not fishing for bites anymore. You're hunting for fish, aren't you? Yeah, you have, definitely have to change your mentality. And it is, when we're doing it in the open water, too, it, it's, that's how we kind of describe it. Is you're, we're going hunting for a trophy fish. We're not going fishing. There's definitely a little bit of a difference there. Let's go through some of the fishing there so we don't run out of time. If you were going after, now, if people were listening earlier, and by the way, I'll, po- I'll post the podcast on my Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook, that explains the contest and how you can make money. But there's hundreds of dollars to be made by harvesting those 14 to 24, I think up to 24, but we'd like to see them keep 14 to 20-inch fish kind of thing because there's an abundance. When you're fishing for those, uh, what kind of techniques are you using, Andy? So these pup lake trout are real, well, all lake trout basically are real bottom-oriented. So you want to have a bait that's in contact with the bottom to start with. And one thing that makes that a little tough is that you need to be able to watch on your fish finder to be able to see these fish coming through and react to your bait. So one thing we tell everybody if you want to target lake trout is you got to find a place on the lake that's real flat. If you're trying to fish a drop-off or a real sharp edge, you're going to lose the bottom on your fish finder, and it's going to be really hard for you to see those fish coming in and reacting to your bait that's on the bottom. So first off, try to look at your map, find a place on the lake that's a big flat area, which is where those fish will be feeding actively anyways, and that will help you at least know that you're around some fish, and then you can kind of adjust your fall rate on your jig and your colors to get them to bite and as far as specific lures go we like to use soft plastic lures this lake doesn't seem to fish for lake trout real well with real aggressive like rattle trap type baits or big spoons these fish tend to react a lot better to a more subtle natural plastic like a tube jig or a curly tail or a gulp minnow that kind of stuff now, while you're fishing for those fish, are you going to see browns and rainbows in those flats, or do you have to move to a different area or depth for them? The browns, the bigger browns, will kind of be with a lot of the bigger lake trout roaming those flats feeding. The smaller ones and the rainbows are going to be more on the rockier, steeper drop kind of banks where they're rooting around looking for crawdads and stuff. Basically, the the one the two fish you need to pay attention to when you're lake trout fishing, and it's definitely staring at your graph, watching for the opportunity to come by, 
rainbows are they're, they kind of just roam the whole lake. So you'll see individual fish come through at random. That's typically a rainbow, and those are really aggressive through the ice. You can almost drop about anything or reel your bottom bait up to these fish in the water column and get them to bite. The other thing, especially now that we have this ice moving west down the lake, that's going to also open up our kokanee salmon water. There are some salmon on the upper end, but there's a lot more on the far end and the middle basins. And same thing there, when you're fishing, you'll see big groups of fish come through, typically 20 to 30 feet deep, and those are going to be your kokanee salmon schools. And those fish are constantly roaming around trying to eat plankton. So when you see a group of fish come through, you got to have a rod next to you ready to go with a little bright, shiny spoon or something with a piece of corn on it. Drop it in there. Get as many of those salmon as you can before they, the school moves through and moves on down the lake. But that's another opportunity that's really opening up now. Everything I've heard talking to you and people around, though, that now the lake is freezing, the ice fishing is really taking off. Uh, it's worth planning a trip, wouldn't you say? This is probably the best time of year to come. Uh, we're kind of outside the holiday seasons now, so the fishing pressure is quite a bit less. But as we see on the upper end, the early ice fishing as it progresses towards the dam is always your best opportunity to get fish caught, especially big fish, because they just don't like that fishing pressure. They feel those augers going off and snowmobiles zooming around and looking at all these strange baits all of a sudden. And so they, after a couple of weeks, they feel that pressure and start moving around and getting a little harder to catch. And um, like as of like today, about 75% of the lake from Elk Creek to the dam is now fishable. And it'll probably be another week before we can get on the far end. So right now, your next three weeks coming up are kind of your real peak window if you want to get over here and try to catch some true trophy fish. Now, Andy, you run a substantial guide service out there. If somebody wanted to book a trip, how would they get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under GSO Fishing. And we also run a website, gsofishing.com. You can find all our guide info on any of those formats. All right, my friend, we are out of time, but thank you for joining us. Great information. We'll get you on again soon and keep us posted. You betcha. Have a great weekend. You bet. That's Andy Cochran from Blue Mesa. A lot of great information. And by the way, the small lake trout he talked about that are so catchable right now is exactly what the Parks and Wildlife are featuring in their their uh, incentive thing where you can win hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. We talked about it in the first hour for a whole segment. So what I will do is I will post that segment again on Facebook. So those of you that want to get up and take advantage, and you can fish from now through the end of July and accumulate chances to win a substantial amount of money and take some lake trout home. Those fish under 24, under 20 inches really want you to harvest some of those and join for the table because the lake needs a culling of those smaller fish. We'll take a time out and we come back. We'll talk some shotgunning right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. I like this song, so JR is going to have to wait a minute. You get a shiver in the dark, it's raining. Dire straight. Meantime. Son of the river. 
All right. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. We will reluctantly go to the phones. Nah, it's always a pleasure to talk to Jr. from Colorado Clays. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, Terry. Hey, have you recovered from the ISE show yet? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, that was one of the busiest um, shows we've had for a while. The number of people that we uh, were able to make contact with and let know where Colorado Clays is and what we do is just amazing. So I think I'm back into the groove. Yeah, You know, one of the things I like about the show, and I think you guys do too, is they hear us on the radio and they're not quite sure. Well, they come by and they say hi to me and we get feedback. Well, then they come down the aisle and they see you guys. and They say, oh, yeah, we hear you there all the time. And tell us about the place. Well, then you get a little one-on-one time and you get to show them the videos and really have a conversation and, and bond with them. It's kind of fun. Oh, it's a great time, Terry. And, you know, it's just amazing how many people have moved into uh, Colorado that are looking for that new shooting range. You know, how many people um, didn't realize that, you know, we're only about 25 minutes from uh, right there where the show was. And, of course, all the things that we offer, um, just that one-on-one time getting to ask questions that you don't uh, normally do over the phone or even see just um, makes it a great show. Yeah, and we can't even cover everything you do here. I mean, you've got skeet and trap and wobble trap. You've got beginners setups. You've got great uh, clay, sporting clay shooting and then rifle and pistol with the special setup you've got. You've just got it all out there. Have you added anything new recently? Well, and you know, Terry, um, you know, since we're kind of on this you know, New Year thing, um, I think uh, probably the the best thing for the 2020 season is the fact that, um, you know, as Colorado's premier public shooting facility, uh, we're once again going to be offering the very finest state-of-the-art facility. Uh, we will feature the friendliest and most knowledgeable staff in the industry. And, of course, with our convenient location just north of DIA, we are really only a short drive from anywhere in the metro area. And, you know, really anywhere on the front range, Terry, and, being a public access business, this is all available to anyone with no memberships or reservations, and we're here year-round. Year and, you know, since we kind of started touching on that, I probably should go ahead and just review real quick a lot of the things that Colorado Clays does offer. And, you know, this is just on a continuing, continuing basis. Uh, we include those seven trap fields, which can throw regulation ATA targets. Uh, our training trap, you just touched on that. Now, that is a straightaway target and has a shotgun pad right behind the trap house, and we dedicated that trap just for beginning shooters of really any age, uh, shooting lessons, and even the experienced guys will use that target presentation to confirm adjustments they made to their guns. And on that note, Terry, when we're talking about gun adjustments, we can't forget about the that shotgun patterning area that allows you to shoot at an aiming point on a 42 by 42-inch sheet of cardboard from 20 to 50 yards, and you can confirm everything from pattern size, density, consistency, um, percentage of high, low, left or right, etc., and really much, much more. Uh, we have the two NSSA legal skeet fields with a wobble, tra- wobble trap overlay on each one of them, and again, the wobble trap is like a regular machine that goes back and forth, but it has elevation. And it's a great game in itself, but it's just a fantastic upland game practice. And a lot of guys took advantage of that this year. 
And then, of course, the beautiful 15-station sporting clays course set in a mature cottonwood tree line that runs right through our property. And, Terry, that's definitely our most popular shotgun destination. If you haven't done it, definitely need to try that. And I think last but not least, we should mention our unique that state-of-the-art rifle and pistol facility. Uh, it showcases 10 pistol bays with 0 to 25-yard target return system and 10 rifle bays with 50 and 100-yard targets in each lane and a target viewing system allowing real-time sight-in with no you know, spotting equipment required. So both sides have a radiant heat and, like everything at Colorado Clays, uh, they're handicap accessible. So, you know, once again, Colorado Clays, we're here to help everyone fulfill all of those recreational shooting ambitions and, and you know, enjoy the top-notch manner in which we do it. But I must say, Terry, uh, new for this year, uh, as we said, we can serve everyone from individuals to groups of several hundred people. Uh, we do friends and family events, uh, weddings, bachelor parties, bachelorette, uh, corporate stuff, team-building events for businesses, fundraising opportunities for I mean, charities, individuals, churches, schools, kids groups, you know, Boy Scouts, 4-H, college, you name it. And special for this season, for 2020, uh, we have added a small meeting building, which is going to be perfect for those small groups of 5 to 50 people. And we've got this thing right at the top of the parking lot, so there's good parking for any event. Uh, it has heat and air conditioning, so it's good year-round a refrigerator for drinks, got counter space for a serving area, possibly displays, paperwork, a small common area for a meeting or registration area. And this thing sits right on our trap line, so we have easy access right out the door to everything you need for a great social event at Colorado Clays. And the possibilities are really endless, Terry. So I encourage anyone thinking of planning an event of any size to just give us a call for information or reserve this area for an event. Um, it's going to be a great year. Hey, I got one comment, though. On the sporting clays, can you get rid of that rabbit? I cannot hit that rabbit. <laughs> Terry, you know, I was going to give you a Colorado clays sticker at the expo, but I was afraid you were going to put it on your shotgun case, and uh, <laughs> we didn't need that press. <laughs> hey, seriously, though, while we got a minute or two left, the patterning, you know, February 4th is the deadline for the, the dr get your draw and for turkey hunting. But a lot of people will hunt over the counter because turkey hunting has just boomed in Colorado. But you need to get out and start patterning, patterning easy for me to say, these turkey guns right away because you don't want to wait till the end because a lot of time you can end up with having to adjust your ammo, your choke, and you really have compiled a lot of data on that. And you're right, Terry, and I do have a lot of good information, but I can start off with a few things now. Uh, I think as we get going in the season here, we'll add um, the data we collect this year to the um, information from the previous years. But, of course, like you said, Terry, always preparation, getting ahead of the game is extremely important. Uh, waiting to the last minute, particularly on your gun, is a bad call because it could end up uh, meaning you, you know, miss the opportunity of a lifetime or uh, just go out and foul something up you didn't need to. My first recommendation will be, of course, um, you know, get all of your gear, your gun, and start thinking about choosing your uh, ammunition and your choke tube to go with your gun. 
the number one recommendation I can make based on the previous year's data we collected is uh, it is worth spending a little extra money for a turkey-specific choke tube and for turkey-specific ammo. Our best results were achieved by adding those to your shotgun combination you're going to be using. All right. Well, we'll get more into that. We are out of time, my friend. But if they want to find you, how do they locate you? Terry, please give us a call, 303-659-7117, or go to our website, coloradoclays.com. Check out everything you need there. Feel free to take that virtual tour if you want to see what our facility is all about. All right, my friend, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. Thank you, Terry. You bet, uh, JR from Colorado Clays. Always a great, great uh, resource to have here. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to take you up to North Park, find out about the ice fishing conditions and a tournament that's coming up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. We're going to go right to the phones because I want to spend a little time with this lady. We have uh, Nicole from uh, the uh, Lake John Resort with us, and we're going to talk about the ice fishing up in the North Park area. Good morning. Good morning, Terry. It's a beautiful sunny day here. Are you getting to enjoy that? I know there's been some snow falling up there. We are. It's gorgeous up here today. Uh, Beautiful sun, and um, we didn't get that much snow. We got a really light dusting that didn't even accumulate to an inch here, so... Well, I've read your reports, and there's really been pretty good road access to all the lakes up there, hasn't there? Yes, this is true. The county has done a phenomenal job keeping all the roads um, accessible. And then for the Lake John tournament that was two weeks ago, they plowed to the south end, which has held open. And they're going to do the same for the Delaney Butte tournament uh, coming up February 1st. So the the roads should be accessible. They are currently now and then uh, more accessible for around the, the west edges on those Delaney's as well. Let's talk real. I will get to the tournament in just a minute, but let's talk mm-hmm. about the, the current conditions up there. What are you seeing on both Lake John and the Delaney's as far as ice and fishing? Lake John is at uh, 16 inches of ice, which we're a little bit behind this year for this time of year, but um, it's solid, clear, good, clean ice, so um, it's strong. And fishing here is slow. Um, really good quality of fish when you connect with them. The average size right now is 19.2 inches, and we're seeing all the way up to 24 inches come out of here pretty regularly. Um, it's just not that Lake John activity that most anglers are used to where you're catching 20 or 30 fish in a day uh the count is down but the quality is up and then the delaney's with the contest coming up the delaney's their ice is not um solid consistent the whole way across because they held open water so late in the year so they have a, a mix of ice from 10 inches to 16 inches. The 10 is the thinner. That's obviously where those open holes held out longer. And then the west side of those lakes are pushing the 16 inches. Again, it's still good ice. It's thick. It's you know clear. Um, but it's just not that consistent 16 inches the whole way across. And the fishing on the Delaney's. North is uh, producing really nice fish right now, but it's playing this time frame of you fish really early or really late. 
south is fishing good, um, more active probably than all of the lakes. Um, for the daytime fishing, it's reporting to be slow between 2 and 3.30. Um, but other than that, anglers are are happy with what's coming out of south. Um, east is active, but it's, it's producing kind of 10 to 12-inch fish. And that's usual for east. It's a smaller lake, and it has a lot more stalkers in it. Now you have the contest on the Delaney's next week. Tell us really quickly about that. Yeah, so the contest is Saturday, February 1st, and it starts at 6 a.m. and runs till 5 p.m. just on Saturday. And then awards will be held um, in town at Moose Creek Cafe um, shortly after that. There's hourly prizes of $75 and then um, first place grand prize uh, biggest fish, it's length and girth, is $1,000. Wow, that's a good payout. Where could people mm-hmm. get more information if they want to find out? They can um, go to the North Park Chamber website and or Lake John Resort, our fishing tab. I have the PDF of the tournament, all the rules, regs, and, and uh, registration form uploaded on our website, lakejohnresort.com. Now, we only have a couple minutes late and left, and we usually talk about your cabins that you have there to rent and all the things in the store and the, all the fishing information. But you've added something back this year that used to be there all the time, and that's uh, ice huts that you pull right out in the lake for people. Tell me about those. We do, Terry. We have three of those, and they're going really well. Um, we have, they're eight by six. We have two wooden ones that have four holes in them, and we have an aluminum one that is uh, five by seven, and that one has three holes. And uh, we're doing two different packages where if you have all your own equipment, uh, we'll rent you just the shell. Or if you have nothing and you want to try ice fishing, we do a fully loaded package where we supply absolutely everything. We drill your holes for you and we move the hut um, for you during the day and and redrill holes if you're not happy with where you started. And it just sounds like if people want to see that, by the way, if you go to my Facebook page, Terry Wicks from Outdoors, I posted a video I filmed a few years ago fishing out of one of those huts and it's, it's warm, it's comfortable. What a great way to experience ice fishing, right? Yeah, absolutely, and and it gets families up here and, and wives, and it's just so much more comfortable way to, to fish on the lake, and we're happy to be offering that. All right. Well, we've got to run, um, Nicole, mm-hmm. but if people want more information on the tournament, on the fishing, on the amenities and the shelters you offer, how do they find you? You guys are more than welcome to call us uh, on, on the phone, 970 970- Seven two three three two two six, or our website has a wealth of information as well. And again, that is LakeJohnResort.com. All right, thank you for joining us and that great information. And boy, people got to get up there. Twenty-four inch rainbows. That is, and a twenty-four inch rainbow at Lake John is huge. Thanks, Terry. Have a great day. You bet. Thank you, Nicole. You know, we're going to wrap things up here, but before I do, I think there there is the only other employee of the fan to host the outdoor show on the line. Is that right? Uh, I do believe that's that's true, yes. Mike Evans. Now, I understand you do some other shows on the fan. I've heard that. I never listen, obviously. But but nothing could be a bigger thrill than when you hosted the outdoor show, right? Well, and I, I always listen with great interest to the uh, ice fishing reports. I, I almost went up to Lake Granby last, uh, last Saturday, but it didn't come together. But uh, some friends of mine were doing some ice fishing 
and uh, they were up on Lake Granby, and they had a they had a great time. So I'm hoping to get up there again before the um, before the ice uh, before the ice melts. All right. Well, you've got some time. By the way, Mike. You know, of course, everybody knows Mike Evans. He's been a mainstay for gosh since the late '90s on the fan, and I've known him for many many years. And Mike, you're up. Uh, tell us where you're at. Yeah, I'm uh, here at the uh, X Games. Uh, here in uh, Buttermilk, Buttermilk Mountain, and it is a, uh, a beautiful day here. Uh, it is a great, great day. Yesterday was fantastic and uh, a little cloudy this morning, but it's uh, it's burning off, and uh, already the action is going on. Uh, we were watching some of the uh, 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 snow bikes that were uh, performing earlier, and we got a lot of great guests, a lot of great athletes, X Games athletes, uh, some legendary ones like uh, Max Perot is going to join us here in just a second. So, yeah, we're looking forward to, uh, to kicking things off here. All right, always great to talk to you, Mike. I'll let you go and get ready, and we'll close out the show. But you and I should go fishing together soon. I would love that. All right, thank you, my friend. You got it. All right, we're going to wrap up today's show. Remember, if you want to know what's going on in the show, the best way to follow us is Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Don't forget about our YouTube channel. Tons of great information on that, the best of fishing with Terry Wickstrom. Uh, you can join us every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 right here on The Fan, where we have both regional and national guests. We try to keep you appraised of everything going on in the outdoors, including parks and wildlife and what's going on. Thanks, Kyle, for keeping us on pace. Thanks, Karen, for keeping me online, and she's going to pick out dinner for me here in a minute. We'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour and sports with Mike Evans on 104.3 The Fan.